Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he knows you know it's Looking Glass, it's Arturo Zarita! How you guys doing today? I actually have a, a, a very special one, and this one actually is going to flow directly into Fernando because right, um, I had no idea that Fernando Fernando's family, they're just talented. When it oh, comes to shit. actually, like, doing... Yeah. Uh, I had no idea this was coming my way. I've been saying that at the beginning of each episode, I wanted to add something to the wall as it continues to grow and stuff. Uh, Alina had made this one. We have a blockbuster game and some other stuff. But this week's actually comes from Fernando. I had no idea. Uh, what's your sister's name? I actually don't know her name. I feel terrible. <laughs> Melanie. Wow. Melanie? Yeah. All right. Dude, she got the Space Jam one done. You see that? She got the spit the hair down exactly as poofy as it is. I really appreciate that. So I got one of these, and then uh, Andres, who had stayed over, uh, had given me a, the Snail Mail album, yeah. which, uh, funny story behind this one, I had actually seen her in concert before I knew who she was, uh, <laughs> and, then I, and then I fell in love with her music, so I never right. got to see her, but I appreciate these. So I got one more thing to add to the wall uh, as, I, as I pass it on to the next person we have on here, because we have a total of four people on today. Yeah, it's an extra big... Uh, round table for our Thanksgiving special here. Also joining us, he's no longer in Rocket Math. It's Chase Cesarian. Welcome back. I don't even Chase. know that reference. What is that? <laughs> you need to watch Greener Grass again, man. One is of your it? favorite movies of the <laughs> year. I'm yeah. fake for sure. <laughs> I love how no, all of us love Greener Grass. Well, I've seen, seen it January. like seven more times. I saw it twice in January. I have to rewatch it, but I'm doing good. It's been a long time since I've been on here, so been glad to uh, finally come back for sure. We had to ask Walt himself, we're like, can we yep, please, exactly. just, I swear, just 45 <laughs> minutes, you to buy me back. <laughs> the Disney man himself took a moment from, uh, from making oh, magic. his Disney, Disney Plus schedule. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't buy Disney Plus either. Mooch <laughs> off others. Uh, and also already mentioned, we've got half producer, half intern, all adorable. It's Fernando. Oh, thank you guys. Say what up, Fernando. Uh, glad you liked it. Our, um, I've been, I have it for a while, and my sister drew it a long time ago, but finally got it to you. I'm glad you liked it. Glad to be here. Wait, you draw as well? No, no, no. No, I'm I'm horrible at drawing. Oh, you've had the picture for a while. I had okay, it, yeah, yeah. that I was like, I've had this talent for a while to draw, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I know you do animations, but I'm just not going to offer up my services. Uh, well, no, it's exciting to be here. Uh, in a little bit, we're going to just talk about the things we've been watching. It's an extra big what we've been watching, unstructured intercut episode uh, with all of our our guests here. We just want to. You know, see what we've been thinking about. Catch up with the family as one does over the holidays. Uh, but first, we are brought to you by Mort & Co. Mort & Co. themed cancels. They're the happiest sense on earth, and they're available to you through their Etsy shop. Just search, just search Mort & Co. on Etsy for a wide array of scented candles, a lot of which are based on your favorite Disney properties. Art, right, what, what you got over there? What's that scent? You know, I should have asked him. I should have asked Ryan for it because it's a good buddy, Ryan, and his brother. Uh, his brother helps make all of these candles over at Morton Co. Uh, I'm looking for the Ryan scent. I want the Ryan coming fresh out of Costco scent. This is the dark side. I still had these. I need to get more of these before we start watching all the movies. Um, What's the dark side but, smell like? Uh, oh, no, no. So this is light side. Oh, we covered oh. this last week. Oh, I had right. said dark side is cinnamon. Light side is... 
the forces of good. I really don't know what smell it is. I just know. <laughs> I actually prefer the dark side one, but that's what we got uh, for this one. I am very curious if they're going to make Disney Channel original movie ones. That's what they need to do next. They need to make yeah. one for the other me. They need to make one for a smart house. I don't even know what the smells would be. They need to make one for the yeah. famous Jed Jackson. The, the smell would just Stevens be. Candle, uh, man. That's what I'm looking for. Exactly, yeah. A little honey boy yeah. candle coming out for that, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be the first to order my Brink candle as soon as it is available. <laughs> it just smells like r- rubber burnt it just rubber. Like, it smells like old rollerblades. Yeah. Exactly, but no, yeah. Uh, definitely check out their link always uh, down below in the comment section or the description. Uh, and they do a little discount for the candle of the month, so definitely go check them out as they sponsor every single episode. Yeah, Morton Co. Candles. Their candles definitely smell better than old rollerblades. Uh, anyway, hey, make sure you're subscribed to the Intercut Podcast, either the video podcast on YouTube.com slash Intercut Pod or the audio podcast available on most podcatchers. Also follow Intercut on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at Intercut Pod. That's at Intercut P-O-D. That's short for podcast. Art, we're going to start this show the way we started every week here Ooh. on Intercut, even though we're going to you know, just kind of keep this going the whole way. But uh, let the people know what you've been watching. So I know we're going to start with the recent stuff, and then later on we'll probably get into uh, the bigger stuff for the holiday season. And then there's a bunch of, I think, the Oscar stuff. Because the Grammys were, were, as of this recording today, the Grammys were announced. Which there's even some movie ones in there, which I'm very curious to hear you guys' opinions on. Um, uh, 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 who did Shallow? What was the movie for Shallow? Star is uh, Born. Lady Gaga? A Star is Born, yeah. That's still oh, getting yeah. nominations at the Grammys, the even movie. though the main song from the movie was nominated for Song of the Year. Yeah, I the Grammy schedule is all sorts of... I, yeah, I'm, I don't really get it. But we'll, yeah, we'll talk about all the predictions for the Oscars and uh, some other nominations that have been out. But uh, what I've been playing, Zach, is what we got this week. I have two games. The first one I want to start with is... Control. It's some some of the most trippiest stuff. Uh, I think you said you had heard about it. I don't know if the chase. Yeah, I watched a little bit of a wa- uh, walkthrough on YouTube, and it is a very uh, trippy and and bizarre game that I I didn't quite understand from that first hour or so of playthrough. I still don't get it. Uh, you just walk in. You're pretty much his director. I, I felt it feels not so much like the Stanley Parable, but that you're like walking through this facility and you know something's up, but you don't know what it is. And no one's letting you know. And the narrator knows they're a narrator in a sense. And you're just walking around. I will give this game this because uh, I've been playing this and Alina has been playing uh, for the for the Switch, uh, the Luigi's Please Mansion man. 3. She loves the fact that you can, uh, how do I put this in the most PG way, suck everything in that game. Uh, In this game, you're able to explode whatever you want. Alina is a sucker when it comes to literally seeing every possible. If you can collect a coin, if it can be collected, she wants to get it. I just care for the story. That's the only thing I'm there for. I will leave back 10,000 in coins and DLC, whatever it is. I I just want the main story. She has been loving Luigi's Mansion. Um, I'm a huge fan of the first one. This is, I guess this is Luigi's Mansion. But you're a you're a female character with the power to suck, I guess, just like Luigi, or explode things. And there's these ghosts in there as well. I still don't really know what the story is, but uh, that's only because I've only played through the first couple of hours. Because then I got Death Stranding. After everything you said last week, I had to jump on that game, and you underplayed this. This We were just talking earlier in the podcast. If you have not played the game Death Stranding, I consider it a movie because, as Zach said, I moved my remote. Watching Bandersnatch more than I have playing this video game, bro. These cutscenes are 45 minutes long. It's yeah. just a movie. 
there, there's entire. Caitlin was making fun of me actually because I was playing Death Stranding yesterday, and I put my controller down and picked up my Switch and started playing <laughs> Pokemon while Death Stranding was going on. That's just disrespectful, right there. <laughs> I love how they uh, every time they show an actor, they tell you the name, hmm. the actor's name playing yeah. this. Directors, like you said, Guillermo del Toro will come out, and it's like, oh look, it's Guillermo. Oh, he's really acting. This is an entire scene with Guillermo del Toro presenting himself. I have yet to get to the other director's cameos, like Edgar Wright. Uh, but Jordan Vote Roberts. It is an interesting game. I have urinated. Uh, <laughs> you were telling me I'm going to have to switch my shoes. I have figured out that this entire game is pretty much I am an Amazon flex driver. Uh, I'm an Amazon delivery driver, but it's in the post-apocalyptic time where when it rains, it causes you to age or anything that the water touches causes time to go a little bit faster and you see a drop. It, I don't even get the world. I, I'm barely there because there's also these giant beings walking around, but their feet are hands. Your job is just to deliver stuff and deliver stuff you do because you can't just pick something up and carry it with you. You actually have to press every remote and hold it as long as you're carrying that briefcase. So I'm yeah, over in, here. <sighs> in order to uh, grab something and walk with it, you need to keep the trigger button <laughs> pressed, which is is like a tedious little thing that also adds to the realism of the game. Yeah. of the game in a way that I know a lot of people have been frustrated by, but I find like it's hilariously involving. That too. At a certain point, it's like. It crosses from it being very interesting and very like uh, innovative to just like this is just funny. It's just yeah. funny. It's like I'm taking care of a Tamagotchi pet. I think yes. is what I told you guys because it's like there's there's 20 different things you have to take into account. You have to pee ever so often or else you will get like a urinary tract infection. You said you have to change your shoes or else they're going to worn out and your feet will start bleeding. There is uh, a level for your health. As we all know, HP. But then there's a level for your breath, okay, when you're in the water. But then there's a balance one, and then there's a running one. And it's like stuff that you've dealt with, like with the horses in Red Dead Redemption. You know, they start getting slower after a while. This is like an actual being who gets tired. But considering I am also feel like I'm kind of carrying... I mean, I'm not walking with them. I'm just holding the stuff. I yeah. feel like my gain is also going down while I'm playing the game as well. Uh, I'm only a couple hours into it, but I, I find it fascinating. The thing that I tried to get across last week uh, and that I'll, I'll double down on this week with Death Stranding is that like the level of imagination in the game is, is to such an extent that I'm consistently impressed by like I don't I'm further into the story than I was last time we talked about it uh, and I have seen more but I still have very little idea what it all is like supposed to be or supposed to add up to because it, it, it's just such a insanely creative uh, situate scenario and uh, it, it's I don't know it's like I've never quite played a game like it I've never quite seen a world like this one Chase and uh, and Fernando I, I don't know how much you've heard or know about Death Stranding yeah. but like just the market I, I don't think either of you have played it what, what's it like kind of hearing from the outside it's crazy because uh, I know it's been hyped up for a long time it finally came out and i i still have like no idea really what it was i was watching my friend play it and i was just like what are you doing like and the game starts with like a really long cutscene, and mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy because uh kojima the game director behind it he's like so interesting i feel um I, what was the last game his company made because i don't remember was it metal gear because i know they yeah, it was the last one. Fully, I think it was Metal Gear. Yeah. But they had made the uh, the demo, I think. Um, 
that never got released. I mean, they're, they're, I think there's a reason why they take so long with their games because that's how yeah. they're so intricate and there's so many little things. But I had no idea it was like that that detailed to where you have to hold down the trigger to keep holding stuff. Um, yeah, and you have to rearrange stuff on yeah. your backpack to keep your balance yeah, right. And, you know, you're thinking about like... I'm, when I'm taking a package from mm-hmm. A to B, is there a place in between where I can stop and and get more uh, ladders? Mm-hmm. It's like you're it's Uber like, driving in a sense. You're trying to like <laughs> get through the get everything to work well. Uh, I think yeah, the Kotaku review called it the Gran Turismo of walking simulators, which is my favorite. Just like mm. pithy little description. Dude, I love what he said after the reviews came in, and he was pretty much just like. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the article to it. He pretty much just said, oh, yeah, American audiences didn't like it because there wasn't a gun involved. <laughs> y'all just like first-person shooters. Y'all stupid. It reminded me of uh, one of our favorite cinematography lines of all time when it came to uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> hey, uh, Get a good I TV. know it was shot well because I shot it. Get a better TV. <laughs> I like it, though. Uh, I see why it's different. I understand yeah. why people don't like it. Uh, as someone who played the Metal Gear games, the, the more recent ones, and found them to be very, very, very intricate to the point that they may have been too intricate, <laughs> I think this uh, it, it borderlines being almost comedic, and I find it very enjoyable. So those have been the two yeah. games that I've been playing, um, and, and really have just taken up most of the stuff from what I've been right. watching and playing. Uh, so, yeah, what you've been playing instead of what you've been watching... Mm-hmm. For the most part, uh, Fernando, what's new with you? Anything you've been watching? Yeah, a lot actually. Um, you know, we're getting into that fall season, so a lot of stuff is coming out. Um, I'll say, besides rewatching Parasite yesterday and just getting like way <laughs> better, if it had any room to get better, it did in my mind. Um, I'll say I saw Knives Out um, at a hey. at a screening, and oh, it's my number at a, at a theater. Yeah, in, in theaters. Um, did they project it onto the screen, or was it just? <laughs> Yes, all right, they did. Um, and it's it's my number two right now of the year. I loved it. It was, like, it's super entertaining. I love Ryan Johnson. And his script is, like, so, like, tight. And it just flows so well. And it's crazy because from the marketing, and, you know, they pitch it as, like, this oh, like this crime mystery whodunit. But it's, like, way mm-hmm. more than that. Um, the ensemble is great. I think the standouts for me were Daniel Craig, surprisingly. Um the character he plays is like really? super, is super, I love this character so much. Um, Chris Evans also does a really good job playing like a despicable guy, um, which he isn't yeah. really known for. And then Ana de Armas um, was phenomenal. I think killed it. Yeah, and it's funny how they barely use her in the trailers, but she plays a much bigger role in the movie than one would think. So yeah, I think they. I found that really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if you were able to catch it, Zach. That's uh, it. No, I still haven't caught it. Yeah, so. but I agree with what he said. You don't really see that she's going to be like a major player in the movie yeah. uh, until you start watching it. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting, the Daniel Craig thing. He had compared uh, Ryan Johnson and compared this to a lot of other like Clue and mm-hmm. Agatha Christie things. He said he got the KFC voice <laughs> from the fact that uh, what's his name in the Murder of the Orient Express had a very big mustache. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that the reason Kenneth Branagh gave him a super massive mustache was supposed to be that the reason he's able to solve so many mysteries is because no one takes him seriously. Mm. And he's able to solve it. No one takes the guy with the big mustache seriously because, like, what a goofball. He's got a mustache. No one takes the detective who sounds like he just came out of a KFC lot seriously, and then he ends up being the one who's yeah. able to solve the case. Uh, and you're a really big fan of The Last Jedi, too. Oh, yeah. I love it, yeah. 
Um, so Ryan Johnson can do no. Are you a fan of the Fly episode? Hey, he did Ozymandias though. Yeah, that's true. Um, he did the best uh, episode in television history, my guy. You also did Looper. Uh, but I mean, I didn't. I didn't like the last one. Yeah, we did make we the know. best. Oh, really? Okay. I'm, I'm very interested to see what you think about Knives Out. Um, but I think he's two for two with Last Jedi and um, Knives Out. Brick, I think, is also pretty good. Um, his like first like really indie movie that he made. Um, yep. Looper, yeah, this mix I think is probably his weakest. Um, but I think Looper was pretty Knives, good. <laughs> I think Knives Out is phenomenal. I think it's really good, I and I see why. Looper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember Looper. I remember liking it though. I thought it was good. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Luke right. was really good too. I, I, I guess I'm on the minority also, with that one. I think Fly is kind of a great episode as well. I, but I know I'm in the minority for Fly. I know people love. I don't know Fly. if you are I mean, in the minority my, for Fly. There are a lot Fly of people might who be don't my like least it. favorite episode of Breaking Bad, but I don't That's care so after Ozzy Mandis is like uh, Ozzy Mandis. Mm. Yeah, come on. wild. <laughs> the it's best. Ch- yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's What's up? What you been watching? I don't know. Like. Can we bring up Doctor Sleep? We brought up Doctor Sleep before recording. Uh, I, would right. love, I don't think I would we've love, done it on this right. show though. For so you right, to bring please. up Doctor Sleep. Sleep, what did you think? Was an aggressive wasting of my time. <laughs> it was just the first of all, I had zero desire to see this movie. The trailers looked bad. Then why did you? Why did I? Because I hate myself. I, I didn't even ask you to edit this yeah. one. You just well to, to paint the. I know it's very basic to say The Shining is probably my favorite horror movie, but The Shining probably is my favorite horror movie. So going into Doctor Sleep, I was like. Okay, I'll watch it. You know, it chapter two. People didn't like it chapter two. I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was enjoy- it wasn't right. as good as the first yeah. one, but it was it was still good. You know, it was whatever. So I go into doctor's sleep, and it just the whole thing. First of all, it's two and a half hours, which is two and a half hours longer than it should have been in the first place. <laughs> the entire p- plot is just like so unrelated to The Shining until they force it. At yes. the end, for the last 30 minutes, and you're just like, what the fuck? Why am I watching? Like, none of this matters. Like, they would do the cuts to, like, just scenes in The Shining just to remind you, in case you forgot, that Jack Nicholson put an axe through the door. Like, it was just super offensive, I feel like, to the original material. The mm. CGI is garbage. It's like an X-Men movie, but worse than the X-Men movie that came out this year. Mm-hmm. None of the characters were cool. They definitely did New Jersey dirty with that location painting for sure. It sounded right. Yeah. It sounded right. Yeah. To me. I was <laughs> no, like, yeah, New Jersey. They, they shot on yeah. location. Just like I didn't realize what the movie was really about going in, and the fact that the whole plot is some people want to steal people's steam out of their body. I just the whole thing was so stupid, and just a waste of my time. And that's that's the review, I guess. I don't know. And the biggest problem, though, it's not so bad that you could have a good time with it. You know what I mean? It's just so dull mm. the entire time. And yeah, that's yeah, my nothing worse than a, a movie that's not even yeah. It was interesting just enough yeah, to make it was just a waste of, of time. Uh, and everyone's saying it's one of the best sequels ever made. What? I'm like, what the fuck are you guys on? Yeah, that's the interesting part about it. Uh, I'm the Is only that, person here who who hasn't seen ask it yet, us. But yeah. You know, like, what went wrong here? Because on paper, I feel like this is a great recipe. You get uh, the material that created maybe the most iconic horror movie of all time. You get Mm -hmm. Mike Flanagan, who I think is one of our more interesting current horror directors. I love Hill House. Uh, What was it? I haven't seen Uh, Hill House. House is great. Gerald's Way or Game or whatever. I thought Oculus was very overrated, though. Yeah, I don't care for Oculus. I haven't seen that one, but the stuff of his I've seen I I liked. So, So what happened here? 
he just didn't make it. Uh, Fernando, have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, I, I caught it. Um, Where are you? I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> he's like, I, gr- I forgot. He's about like, it I, I went through it. Uh, uh, I, you I liked it. No? I'm kind of, a, Catch kind of in the middle. Um, I think some things worked. Uh, definitely agree that a lot of the CGI and the shining references and you know trying to implement things from the from the shining by you know recasting people and stuff those didn't work for me all that well um i just i agree with chase that it's pretty dull it's like pretty one note the whole way through um so i can see why people might get like bored with it um i just think it's like really in like inoffensive though like i don't think it's terrible but i don't think it's like i'm um, like really good either like people are saying Looks like a high school reenactment when they tried getting that girl to do the Shelley Duvall impersonation. The worst. And don't even get me <laughs> yeah. started the with the other thing. thing. Of all time. Like I don't want to get too into spoilers <laughs> here, but I do think that there is a discussion to be had yeah. here because uh, for me, I agree with Chase. I hate, literally, I I think it's offensive. I don't think it's inoffensive. I think it's offensive. Mm. Like they brought Kubrick back from the dead, gave him a Twitter, <laughs> Twitter. verified that Twitter, and then out. made him promote this movie, <laughs> the the movie which King didn't even like yeah. Stephen King made his own TV version of it just like he did his own TV version of it like at that point do you think he's making a sequel to that I almost think it's like a rights thing hmm. uh, it's Warner Bros right yeah. yeah Warner Bros needed the rights to like bring it back or something I haven't really fully read into all of that but just story wise Mike <laughs> Mike Flanagan why would you take the shining notes and supposedly he got Kubrick's own handwriting he said like his dimensions of the place he said they recreated everything. I'll just put it to you this way. He recreates the blood coming out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. The guy from Fox, he's always so energetic. You know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever seen this guy do an interview, he's like, did you actually do it? He goes, no, it was all digital. He's like, so not like the original. He's like, no, no one could ever replicate the original. Then why did you, you even try, Mike? <laughs> why did they even force you? You have to understand that this is a this is, Dr. Sleep is a sequel to Stephen King's book. Yeah. None of that has to do with Kubrick Shining. So why did they take everything from the original Shining when you didn't even need any of that? Yeah. In Kubrick's book, there is no maze. It's these animal hedges that come to life. Yeah, I think they the just, hotel don't look like that. I think they just try to do the best of both worlds because they know how much people love the original Shining. But obviously, that made a little no bit sense. of Stephen King, a little bit of have their cake and eat it. Yeah, so but if you try and please everybody, though, nobody's yeah. gonna love you. <laughs> You get yeah. Game of Thrones season eight. What did that guy say? They both said, or one of them said, that we didn't want to. I didn't even like fantasy. So this guy was working on a fantasy series, not wanting to do fantasy, but that's the ending of your show. And that's what you get. So now you have them doing a Doctor Sleep mm-hmm. movie, but taking from The Shining, even though The Shining has nothing to do with Stephen King's book, and that's why he hates it. And that's why it feels so weird that that story from The Shining of this house that came in and it's very ambi- – all the ambiguity. Yeah. They just answer the question in this. They go, oh, yeah, yeah the house was haunted. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> bro, when, when he goes, Tony was my friend and I never knew Tony was The Shining. <laughs> I thought The Shining was an imaginary friend. I was like, yo, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. They, it, it borderline ruins a lot of what makes The Shining great. Mm-hmm. There is a point where – uh, do you remember in Avengers Endgame when they all appear? And someone goes, is this everyone? And and I think, uh, what is it? Uh, who's Doctor Strange's buddy? Oh, he goes, yeah. what, did you expect more? Yeah. Bro, there is a point where they gather everyone up from the Shining Hotel. <laughs> the twins. <laughs> the guy in the bear suit. And they all go, all right. Everyone, let's Remember go us? take over this hotel. It's bad. Zach, you need to see it just so you understand what's going on in this movie. I have no idea why anyone would accept 
them even trying to touch Kubrick's The Shining considering he's passed. Mm-hmm. He can't oversee it. He can't do anything. Everything else Flanagan did with Rebecca Ferguson's character and that whole idea of... I saw it a lot like American Vampire, if any of you guys have ever read that graphic novel series. <laughs> Him doing that, that would have been great. And they're, they're, it's like these vampires trying to stay young, so they take other souls. What that has to do with Ewan McGregor... <laughs> yeah. Sobering up? <laughs> Nothing. Just train spotting too. Yeah, train like I enjoyed, three, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Three, but once yeah. they, once they went like completely different, or once they try to relate it to The Shining, I was like, okay, like you don't have to. All right, what are we doing here? Yeah, even uh, uh, King, when he's doing the interviews, he goes, "Yeah, still, Kubrick's The Shining. How did I put this? It was very cold, and now we're trying to warm things up because." The hotel freezes at the end of his movie, but in my book, it burns. Now I can properly burn the hotel. So then I was like, so y'all weren't even supposed yeah. to be in the hotel to begin with in the book? <laughs> I don't get it. I am confused. I've heard some people really don't like Mike Flanagan and like actual filmmakers. Mm-hmm. There's the guy who made, really? um, he's in Greener Grass uh, as well. The, uh, the Thunder Road guy? Oh, Jimmy? He hates Jimmy Cummings. <laughs> Jimmy Cummings. Bro, one of his tweets was, if you ever think, if you ever don't believe that you, if you're ever having trouble and are having doubts that you can make it in Hollywood, just remember Netflix made eight episodes of Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> I remember. I was like, wow. I, I enjoyed that. it. A Doctor Sleep I'm split with. People are saying that it's the new Blade Runner 2049. Oh that yeah. sequel no, that comes 30 something yeah. years later. I don't even love the 2049. This is no way. I don't that. see it. I don't get it. Yeah, Zach, you need to be the deciding factor here. <laughs> I mean, it seems pretty definitively like we are, we are down on Dr. Sleep. And but I, everybody I else means, isn't. I should have. People love this thing. People like you. Not like. Love. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know about that. I need, I need to tell you one thing about this. <laughs> Yo, there's a girl who I thought was supposed to be the Dr. Sleep. They like see her, and pretty much she was abused as a child. So what she does is she goes and she grabs other men and goes, "Oh, I baited you. I'm 16. Why would you come to the movie theater? Go to sleep now. I'm gonna abuse you." Rebecca Ferguson goes up to her and goes, "Yo, you're pretty straight." And then she's like, "What? Are you a bad guy?" She's like, "Nah. I want you to live forever." She's like, "Dope. What do I gotta do?" She's like, "Well, considering you're a person who's been trying to get back at pedophiles because they hurt innocent children's lives, how about we go kill innocent children so you can live forever?" And she does that for the rest of the movie. And I was like, what, what, was, what was the entire point of her introduction? She was like, I am here to protect the innocent. Yo, you want to go kill, kill Jacob Tremblay? <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Ooh, what do you mean? Uh, I can't wait for you to watch it, Zach. <laughs> uh, I guess I have to at this point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Torn. He loves it. He uh, comes out. Anyway, so uh, what I've been watching on Netflix actually is the latest season of The End of the Fucking World. Oh, yeah. What uh, did you we, think? We so we liked the first season of the show. It's kind a of lot. Like a fun, breezy, uh, you know, boy meets girl and they go on the run type of story, modern Bonnie and Clyde if you want to uh, put it into those terms. So and but it felt like it was a perfect little succinct thing, right? Like how is it going to come back? Uh, and I think they've managed to find a way to to bring it back with a lot of the same attitude and a lot of the same ideas without really uh, selling out what that first season was about. You know, the, it's just a, I think the show moves at such a fun, quick pace with its narration and with its short scenes that before you can even really 
focus on any one situation. They found a way to to mm-hmm. breeze through and to go into something else that's kind of fun. I, I just enjoy spending time with these characters. I think uh, the performances are really fun here, and I'm I've enjoyed the second season. I'm halfway through it for now, but. It, I like it a lot. I mean, it's really short episodes, too, so it goes very before you even know it. Uh, do you like it better than the first season so far? Not better. I think the first season had more of a more of a specific point of view that yes. I got into right away, right away like mm-hmm. introducing you to the two main characters, whereas this, it's a lot of, like, I've enjoyed this construction of it. Uh, where th- where the second season has really impressed me is in the way that they've structured the writing and how you know you spend that first episode really not even with the two main characters that you're yeah. used to, but still in the world of the show. And the way that the the show is able to build outward like that, I, it's something that I'm impressed by. Yeah, because they have a very specific aesthetic, a very specific uh, tone that they go yeah, for, and you don't even fun. have yeah, you don't even have the. I mean, you have a character from the first season appearing in the first episode, which you know right. unites things together. You're like, oh, so this is their backstory, but I like how they edited it. It is based off a comic, and if yeah. I am not mistaken, I want to say the first season was based off of the only material that was out. So season exactly. two is going another way. But I agree with you. I think they actually found a way. While not as great as the first season, and sadly the binge mode, which you and I have been arguing needs to die, uh, I don't think helps that this all got dumped out there. Very, right. It's a very quick watch, and then people moved on to the next thing, be it Disney Plus or whatever else came out. Um, but it, it's decent. I'm, I'm curious to see how else they expand it, because that seems to be, again, the new thing. It, will this get a spinoff? Yeah. Well, it it is really easy to binge, you know. I mean, it uh, it doesn't necessarily sit with you very long. I don't think there's a lot of substance to this mm-hmm. show. I don't know if it's necessarily like asking any great questions, but it's it's just light and breezy and fun. So I think it's very Kids easy it. watch. And if you're looking for something to just kill some time with, I I, I do think this is you can make a lot of worse choices than the end of the fucking world. Second yeah. uh, the second season, yeah. We get a lot of requests um, for it, so. Yeah, you do. Kids love it. Like they, they, they think they think they're those characters. <laughs> like they love it. Um, and then the other thing that I've been watching, let's just consider this my official plea: Art, you need to be up on Watchmen. I know. Um, Can I say something? I've been sure. trying to buy the book on uh, online, and I go to Barnes and Nobles. Right? They mm-hmm. are only selling the version that's got that huge. It's not even a sticker. It's printed onto the the cover that says now in H. No, I don't want the now in HBO series. I want the original copy of, you know, give me his transcripts. I want to see. I want to read the original one. So I've just been reading it digitally so far on Hoopla. I want to finish reading the first one. Yo, it's. Have you reread the original? No, not. I I haven't even read the original, man. I'm just diving into the show, dude. I told you that I personally want to reread it again before I get into it. So yeah. we're both going to have that perspective. I'll have more of the, the backstory from this. You don't need it because clearly <laughs> Alan Moore said, I don't even want this to be a series. Um, but, Look, yo, I mean, that original Lindelof still stands. is just so, so good at crafting TV. Each episode just is this perfect little like glimpse into the history of the world and the psyche of a character they just did an entire episode following the tim blake nelson character looking glass and uh what i've read is that it's a story they developed after they were already working on the show that they basically like wrote in because they they figured out 
something a new way to approach this character based on the Tim Blake Nelson performance, <laughs> which also makes this really interesting. Uh, but as cool as, as episode five was in both uh, showing more of the history of the world, intertwining it with the original story and moving it forward into our modern day. I need you to be ready for episode six because episode six looked like the most Arturo episode of television I've maybe ever seen. It looked like me. <laughs> like it was made for you. What is it? You got to watch it. without spoiling anything. Somebody ingests another person's memory and then has to try and remember who they are. <laughs> Sold. I still haven't seen Euphoria. <laughs> I got, I got oh stuff gosh. to get. <laughs> I need to I talk don't. to somebody about <laughs> episode I six. Catch, I need to catch up on it. Wait, what yeah. are they on right now? How many is it in total? Five. Eight, ten. Six is this Sunday. So okay. So, is, or, or by the time this episode is online, six will have aired and i will have reacted on twitter so go it's gonna be 10 episodes like most of hbo stuff yeah yeah so this will be done by mid-december so it's time to start catching up question is it a mini series it there won't be a season two there's gonna be a season two (laughs) okay I'm excited. Um, if you're saying it's that good, then we'll see. But it's, I will it's say, maybe my favorite thing on television. As a right Damon now, Lindelof fan, I don't know if you want to continue for you know. And I'm you know I'm the biggest fan of Lost. It's my favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if people want to stick around for five seasons to not get an answer again. <laughs> you know, for me I'm once. hoping that Lindelof has learned from his mistakes. Okay, considering that a lot of and people like how Leftovers ended. Hey, but he swears by leftovers, which I'm surprised why he hasn't watched uh, Watchmen. But I'm also surprised why Chase hasn't watched Euphoria. I'm surprised why Chase does a lot of things, but that's neither here nor there. Leftovers season three. I haven't seen Westworld season two. I gotta catch up. All right. You need to rewatch Greener Grass. I gotta rewatch Greener Grass so I get the reference. Yeah. Have you seen any <laughs> of the movies on the posters behind you, or uh, are they just? No, there but for I you? thought the posters looked cool, so I thought you know colors. Rainbow. Those are movies, trip, you know. That, is that from your trip to Cabo? Yeah, <laughs> Yo, that's what my dad said. Did, you, did I send you that Snapchat? I was FaceTiming my dad, and the angles on Leo right there goes, "Yo, is that a picture from you and Cabo?" I was like, first of all, I'm honored. <laughs> Second, pretty much, yeah, it's close. That was what his Snapchats looked like. <laughs> All right, have, so uh, have, those are most of the things that we've been watching. What did you want to bring up, though? I did want to bring up the uh, the Oscar stuff. Uh, Fernando had mentioned the short list that have been coming out uh, dealing with the stuff. I don't know if you wanted to cover that right now or if you had something else to get into. Go ahead. All right, Fernando, if you could pull up the list. Uh, I believe they have, like, around 60 and stuff when it comes to it. I know we haven't seen most of them. But, uh, we haven't seen all of them, but I, I feel that between Zach and I, we've seen a majority of them. Fernando's been catching up on a bunch of them. I think Chase has yet to see. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to mention Rebook. which one's there, but in terms of the nominations, as we always talk about the road to the yeah, Oscars. Yeah. I think the Gotham Awards have come out, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, the Gotham Awards came out. The uh, Spirit Awards should be coming up next, yeah. if not already. Yeah, they will. The Spirit Awards will be out by the time this episode is up. Oh damn! Really interesting. Wow, they're okay. out. They are going to be out tomorrow based on our recording oh. date. Wow. Okay. This is going to be a great thing to, to, to go off of then. Golden Globes then I believe is December. If They only announced their short list, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Um, and then the Oscars obviously is not until next year after Sundance. Probably it's usually during Sundance, so we'll be able to get that to you guys, uh, which will also Live be at Sundance, reaction. which I guess is another announcement to make here. 
uh, Intracut at Sundance. For those of you going, we've been getting a lot of messages from people who have volunteered, and we were able to meet a lot of volunteers last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys are going, we got we, we got a spot completely booked. If you're thinking of going to Sundance, I guess this is just a PSA because uh, a lot of people always ask us when we're already at Sundance how to go, and I was like, oh, well, I was actually <laughs> now, yeah, this right now. Uh, in terms of Airbnb and getting tickets, I believe a lot of still available. Uh, we might link the video that I made uh, last year or so. I think that for the most part, all of the advice that I gave still stands. Yeah. Um, if you've been wanting to go to Sundance, I, w- I would highly recommend it. It is one of the more expensive ones, but... You know, we're not doing a full uh, interview segment, but we did get a question from Kevin Padro that uh, might be worth addressing here. He said that uh, he is interested in going to a film festival, I believe, for the first time next year. And he was asking our advice on which festival to go to, uh, if there's better or worse ones to go to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, And speaking of which, I mean, Sundance, you know, we were talking about it coming up. It is like a premier festival yeah. uh fernando i don't know if you had been to another major festival before you went to that one last year not really be i guess only um and this is what i was going to say i guess as an answer to the question was i kind of like hit up my local film festival um i saw like two movies when when it was going on but sundance was my first full festival um so i would say if yeah. you're interested in doing a festival but no you can't do any of the big ones like like Sundance, like South by Southwest, because they are expensive. Um, if you live in like every major city, pretty much has like their own like local film festival. So if you live like in the Texas or Georgia, Atlanta film festival is good. Savannah, and they all usually play like the same sort of movies, just like a little bit later than their. Yeah, premieres. Kevin actually. <laughs> Kevin actually asked. He said he's from Florida, so if you had oh, any yeah. specific or, suggestions, yeah, um, Orlando Film Festival that is that happens in the spring um, usually doesn't have like any of the big award contenders, um, but they still do get a couple of decent movies. And then um, there's one called Miami uh, Screen Gems um, that's in uh, downtown Miami that did play. They played like Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit, and. I like didn't know about it until like after it happened, and I was like, "Damn, I would have gone to that <laughs> to see them early." Um, but yeah, Florida is like kind of small. But if you do live like uh, Savannah, is one that um, is close to Florida, is right on the border of Georgia, and they got a lot of uh, big movies this year too. And I almost went, but couldn't couldn't manage it. Fernando's apartment mm-hmm. hosts a film festival every year. You could go there. <laughs> you got a lot of options. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Go to his house, go to Fernando's apartment, <laughs> and just scream yeah. the screeners he's got. I mean, I think Fernando uh, has the right idea in good point, saying yeah. that, like, if you haven't ch- hit up some of your more local film festivals, those are a good place to start because, uh, you know, going to Sundance, going to TIFF, those are very expensive. Expensive, so that's the problem. Th- it, it might be worth it. Like, I know for me, like, even though I'm in New York, I, it, there, there's, like, the Montclair Film Festival mm-hmm. is not, like, a first run film festival, but it still get mo- gets movies, you know, uh, sometimes a month, sometimes several months before they come out. And it's usually full of great stuff, uh, stuff like the Philadelphia Film Festival. I've been to several times and I feel like they always get great stuff. And a lot of those festivals, too, uh, will br- try and bring some directors for Q&As and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's worth looking into what's just in your area uh, beforehand. But if you're talking, if you are trying to go to that next step and trying to go to one of the major like the big, like the big five, five, the big save ten. up mo- yeah 
Cons, just go yeah. it. Just, just, just take the boat over. Do the internship where you pay four grand a bartender. Yeah. What would you What would you say, Art? Would you rather start with Toronto or start with Sundance? Uh, that's a very great question. So here's the thing. It all depends on where you're like located. Since he said Florida, I can give at least a, a better description of everything uh, Fernando said. Go for that. Those are all your local festivals where you're saving the big thing. There's three things you need to spend money on when it comes to a film festival. Transportation, lodging, and then the only thing you really want to spend money on if you can, that's tickets. You want to see as many movies as possible. And the more money you spend on this one right here, which is to watch more movies... The least you care about these. If you can just cut out transportation because it's right next to you, that's the best. If you can cut out lodging, think about this. What do we always talk about Sundance? That's the place we want to go to get a pretty decent spot to what? Never be in it because we want Mm -hmm. to be inside of a theater the entire time. So definitely take advantage of the Florida ones that you have. And a lot of Florida spots, like he said, Mm -hmm. will play that marriage story, which played at TIFF. It may not be Mm -hmm. the first. you know, It may not be in September, but it'll play in October Mm -hmm. or November. I will say there was a lot that happened in October. If I... I usually split them between the uh, the uh, the first half and the second half. The first half ones being the Sundance, South by Cons. Uh, for us, it's Chicago Critics, Tribeca. That's going on, and then you have the latter half, which is where I personally would say is where you need to spend your money on because those will be the movies that you're probably going to be talking about more. Uh, I have a bias towards Sundance, but if there is a, just to answer the question right off the bat, Toronto. Toronto's going to have your best bang for your buck. It's a beautiful city. It's the best place where you could Airbnb or even sleep by yourself. Zach had a better place than we did. And we had a hotel. Because yeah. um, Sundance is going to be very expensive. Yeah. Uh, again, that's going to be the biggest issue is how far you need to travel. If you're in somewhere mm-hmm. like Florida, Sundance is ridiculous because of the Park City situation and all of that. I would say your two best bets are this if you're in Florida. Either go to South by Southwest, anything in Austin. Those are very good festivals, and Austin is way more affordable, I would say. But, and this is one that I learned of, uh, just as Fernando was telling you, if you don't find one of those in Florida, New Orleans, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact the New Orleans one is the exact same schedule, almost to a T, uh, or very close to it, than what Chicago's was was and they were both playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And New York was right before Chicago, and we always talked about this. Zach decided to obviously be in New York. I waited the next week. All those films were going to be in Chicago. If you were in New Orleans, just stay in New Orleans. If you're in Seattle, just stay in Seattle. All those movies tend to sprinkle out towards the end of October to whatever your local one is. And it's much easier to drive to New Orleans New Orleans than it is to fly. And Hey, where's your yeah. layover on the way back to Florida, Fernando? Uh, Jersey. <laughs> Well, you're yeah, going to Jersey. You end up with like yeah, for like yeah. hotel. You end up with like a really bad flight. So I would always say, uh, for your first one, if you can just get your feet wet, do something that isn't the big like Chase was saying, the yeah. Toronto Sundance, whatever else. Uh, it can be as entry level as your local yeah. one, mm-hmm. or it can be something like New Orleans, Chicago. Uh, I would say New York gets up there, but if you needed so- to save up, you wanted one event, Toronto. There's something magical about being in the mountains of Sundance and being able to go bounce from movie to movie to movie. I think it's a little bit easier in Sundance to do like uh, we were doing some like five movie days, right? Like it's actually possible to do like a six movie day in Sundance. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's even physically possible in Toronto. So if you're you're like, 
if you're like gonna binge movies like that, which is not everybody's cup of tea, maybe it's Sundance. But the thing about Toronto, which you mentioned, like it's it's a full city, you know. It's a full uh, city. Sundance. One of the things we're finding issues for is you book a place and somebody's like, oh wait, we haven't asked, added our Sundance prices. Yeah. But Toronto, like, it's not like that. There's it's a full city for you to utilize if you're somebody who maybe only wants to see two or three movies in a day. Well, there's still more stuff to do in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so it, it, I, it's another thing you got to ask yourself is what is your your movie versus vacation balance too? That's a perfect. I feel like a lot of people don't answer that because what you're doing there is like, oh, I can't afford to go to Sundance. It's like, no, you can afford to go to Sundance, but that's also going to be your vacation for the year. Yeah. Uh, it snows at Sundance. That's a really big reason for why it ends up costing a lot more. But yeah. uh, you have to take a lot into account. We know a lot of people who find a good spot and then it turns out, yeah, but how much were the movers? <laughs> Those Ubers end up being like way more than the lodging you were taking. Right, right. So there's a lot of things you need to take into account. Uh, but I feel like once you wet your feet in the first one, you start getting more prepared. You know, after we we did our first, our second, our third, you kind of get the gist of it, and then you start noticing where are the best places for you to see movies. You, yeah. I think the most important part that you start getting. I know Andres was telling me this a lot, and I was telling it to all y'all last year as well. You start realizing how to pick your movies better. Yeah, you start realizing sure. what categories produce your movies, and that's where you really get into yeah. it. And that's where you also know where to go. I know what to expect at Sundance. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the film lineup in Toronto, as opposed right. to South Buys, and as opposed to uh, the other stuff. And that's when you really start realizing where you want to go. And again, a lot of them play the same movies. You can go to Telluride if you want to see Uncut Gems in Colorado in the snow and you want to get $4,000 in debt. <laughs> or you can save up probably $1,000 and see Uncut Gems and many of the Telluride movies in Toronto. Where you can then see the beautiful city and bump into Drake and homeless people asking you for weed money and uh, everyone's just putting up the sixes because Toronto won. It's right. also the city that you're embracing a lot. So, uh, Salt Lake, yeah. Park City. There, there's Lake, also you, – you made a good point in that like if you really want to get deep into it and be like – figure out which festival is right for my taste in movies it might even be worth going back and looking what are the movies that won awards at this festival Mm. what are the movies they produce Uh, something that i've mentioned on this podcast before i believe all uh, nine out of the last 10 oscar best picture winners showed at toronto Mm -hmm. so if you find yourself a fan of movies that normally get nominated for oscars toronto is a great place for you if you're really into like foreign films from like uh, filmmakers who tend to not even get nominated for Oscars, maybe you should go to Cannes, you know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, how do and I put this? I think you made a great point there. Uh, at Sundance, you know, my favorite one was Loose. Bro, I've been getting messages upon messages. not like one specific person. I don't understand <laughs> how Loose could be your number one, and now you don't even. Now you're all about all these other movies. I was like, I so let me put this this way. Loose was like the first movie I saw in January. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Ever since then, you end up watching more movies. Uh, so it's going to be like that. If you're, you mm-hmm. realize that if you, if you're watching it because you want to see the best picture early, Sundance mm-hmm. maybe, but Toronto for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to go for indie movies, Sundance. You want to mm-hmm. go for really indie, Tribeca. You want to go for really, 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 really indie. Fernando's house. It's something in Florida. Yeah, go to Fernando's house. <laughs> slam dance. Uh, yeah, there's so, slam yeah. dance. Yeah, there's so many festivals. Uh, it's For just taking genre. that first step, 
Find a group that you can go with. I would highly recommend. Uh, yeah. And then just hit us up. We're always there to, to give advice if, if we can. Yeah, so uh, like Art was saying, that got us into this whole thing. Uh, we will be at Sundance again this year, so there's still Excited. enough time if you are planning a trip to uh, this year's Sundance. Although I think some of the packages have expired. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Some of them, Fernando's yeah. more on top of that than I am. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we'll see some of y'all there. For sure, for sure, for sure. We'll be dog sledding in between screenings. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how we're going to be pulling up. But Fernando, I don't know if you got the list. Let's go through the movies. And what will be – because we kind of went through this last week on what we thought was going to make the uh, the cut for Best Picture. We had talked about some of the ones for acting, what we thought were the front runners. I think uh, actor is uh-huh. still our most heated debate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is a list of the Best Picture predictions. Um, so obviously there's 10 possible nominees. Not That doesn't always work out every year. Um, so I'll just read off. Should we do a yay or nay after he names each one? Sure. If As we if think it is. <laughs> yeah, if we think if we think it's going to be nominated, we can say yeah oh. or nay. All right, so starting uh, with uh, Once Upon a Time. Yay. 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 Uh, Irishman. Yay. 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 Marriage Story. <laughs> I was just yeah. saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope yay. Yeah, I almost hope I like it. Um, Little Woman. Nay. Hell nay. Really? Okay. I don't know. Maybe Greta could. Maybe Greta could. I just feel like this year is so stacked. Emma Watson? This year is stacked, but there's a lot of, like, excitement for her next movie. So right now I'm going to go yay. Bro, that's bogus. (laughs) And and I'm there for for Pew as well. Still. I think I'm going to change it to yay. I think I'm seeing it to now. I think I'm seeing it to now. Uh, now that I think because I, I feel like movies like uncut gems four. are not going to get the nominee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there you go. I, yeah. I All know. right, Ford v Ferrari. I'm telling you, this one, this one's getting in there. Yay. Nay. We didn't get to talk about it, but I hate Ford v Ferrari. <laughs> I didn't see not it. hate. I guess that's a little strong. Uh, I'm going to say okay. nay. So uh, Jojo, Rabbit. Yay. Interesting. Did you guys like Jojo? I did. I haven't. Yes, seen it but yet. I don't like it as a Best Picture nominee. I, I think it's I think it's good. Here's my should we get into JoJo real quick? Can I say one thing? Yes, I you can say it. go ahead. Taika is like the best like concept guy, but mm. I don't love any of his movies. Mm. <laughs> I, like JoJo is probably my favorite from him. Really? Okay. Really? But like all of his movies, I'm just like, yeah, that's a great concept. But like, mm. why can't you be a better director? It sounds messed <laughs> up. <laughs> or better? No, I think harsh. it's the writing. I just don't think like his comedy is good enough. For really? like, the, like the World War Two, uh, the whole idea of it is great. It's very inglorious. It meets like the yeah. Moonrise Kingdom style for sure. Borderline rips it off. There's some. There's points of jokes in there where I'm like, that's really funny. And then there's just an hour of just like, this is fine. And then there's 20 minutes of like, this is great again. And then it's just over. <laughs> and you're like, it's a good movie. It made me feel good. But it could have been so much more mm. than just a good movie. I agree yeah. with you. This is exactly why I don't think it should be nominated for Best Picture. I think picture. it's going to be. I wouldn't nominate it for Best Picture. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I think it takes away from it, you know? It's it's sort of like, let's say you have... Uh, what's a movie that came out this year that the moment you were to say, yeah, that's nominated for Best Picture, all of a sudden you go, okay, now I like it less. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah, I get Like, you. I feel that almost... Deter- you know, because now there's an expectation to it. Once it won that award at TIFF, I even went like... Well, that's like Joker yeah. for a lot of yeah. people. Yes. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. for sure. 
I, we'll see. I do think JoJo will ultimately get nominated, yeah. though. I, that's so, five yeah. already. I need you guys to understand that's five picks <laughs> already. Right. Five. Bro, okay. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Maybe we should have had that popular category because <laughs> we're running out of space. All right. Uh, farewell. No. It's uh, foreign. Anyway. It's foreign anyway. If we're well, going for, off for, for the, the Globes, not for the Oscars. The Oscars, you could still get nominated. Hey, but the Oscars, they wouldn't even let the Nigerians <laughs> film because it was in English, so I don't know what's going on. You hey, know? Roma got nominated. Yeah. More got nominated. No, I, I think Farewell is just, like just a little bit up, too yeah. little yeah. of a yeah. movie. I think it's just going to get foreign. And it came out a, too early in the year. to. I hope up. it gets an indie award. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It'll- I'm mm-hmm. sure it will, and may- maybe if it gets a bunch of those critics awards, it'll get back into it. But I kind of feel like the f- uh, the farewell has got like maybe a screenplay and an acting nomination. Gotcha. In it. Still in your top five? Yes. Okay. It's nice enough. All right. Uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. No. No. Really. In terms of what we think, I haven't I'd seen s- these movies. I'd I'm say just going off yeah, of what yeah, the numbers I've seen. It better get directing. I've already <laughs> stated if she doesn't get nominated for directing, I'm not even covering the Oscars next really? year. Not even on this no show. I will, uh, y'all can come in. I'm not covering the Oscars. If they don't nominate Marianne Heller for directing, yeah, I'm not, I'm not watching the Oscars. Yeah. I saw that recently, I too. I shouldn't even be watching the Grammys. They didn't nominate any female rappers in this past year. 2019. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not vibing with it. What's next? Um, us. No. No way. <laughs> us? Where's your psych not? Yeah, where's that us? at? Us? Is- us was the first movie to send out, like, award screeners. Which is uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and like, I get I it. Do think, I get it. Yeah. I do think get there's out. a world in which Lupita gets a nomination for Best Actress. <laughs> sure, no that's it. Way. And it stops there. <laughs> Jesus You're gonna so give it I would script? be furious if Lupita got a nomination <laughs> for faking strep throat for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's so... She's bad as the whatever. What are they called? The doubles. Right. What are they called? The tethered. The tethered. Oh, the tethered. Yeah, her tethered version is awful. <laughs> I think she's got a. I don't think so. I think it's stupid. I don't know if it's best actress good. But I, I liked I her physical performance in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the script is anywhere near what Get Out's was. Yeah. I I, yes. I I was on the. I, I don't know about you guys, but I I agreed with all the Get Out hype. Yeah. I think both scripts are kind of mm-hmm. average. No way. It's directing. I think he's a really good director. I just want someone else to write his screenplays. And then he'll make a. I can see movie. that. I can see that. I just think he had a way better screenplay for Get Out than he did in this. Oh one. no, this, for sure, it, it just did. contradicts itself, in my opinion. I am not. I am not, I'm not a fan of the screenplay. I've been very vocal on that one. Yeah. All right. A couple more. Uh, Bombshell. Which I don't know if it's played. What's that? So this is the one. This <laughs> no, is kind of. Ahead. I feel like one of the big mystery ones still left out there. If this is the uh, Fox News mm-hmm. sexual harassment Roger Ailes movie that's got. Uh, Charlie's Theron looking like a completely different you know, person. Pitch perfect Megan Kelly yeah. uh, in it. I've never heard uh, of also it. Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie. Oh, it's that movie. Okay, I know. Yeah. Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, I want to say is that getting hype though. It yes. was. Getting, it's getting. Yeah. It's getting a lot of hu- uh, acting mm-hmm. hype, particularly. Okay. I don't know if it's got enough to get. Is into it going to be like an I Tanya where like there's a couple performances you know that people hype up? Maybe. And then I see it at like Molly's game. Molly's game? Yeah, Molly's yeah. game had several nominations. Did it not? Do you remember Molly's game? Mm-hmm. And I liked Molly's game. Yeah, it's one of those Sorkin. that just sits there. Right? Yeah, it just comes on and just sits there. A Sorkin yeah. movie that just sits there. That's sad. Yeah. But none of us are putting it as a best picture, right? So we still have five. Yeah. All right. So 
Joker. You know the big, the big question yeah. mark. Yeah, boy, let's go. <laughs> I, I think it'll. I, I think so. If Bohemian did, I think Joker will. Yeah. If Bohemian and Black Panther got nominated, That's there's no way Joker doesn't after winning Venice and after the uh, praise that it's still getting from certain critics. And was it Golden Frog or whatever it was that cinematography Golden Lion, how won? dare you? Stop being disrespectful. It won, the Golden, Golden it won the Golden Lion at Venice, but it got some cinematography award recently. Did it as well? Yeah. Did, have you heard the cinematographer from Joker Talk? I highly recommend just search up Joker cinematographer talking. He has a, a bit that he did teaching you cinematography. He is the he just does not care. Like he's just so blatant forward. So this is a light. What it does lights up the room. Yeah, I think it should be. Because we got blues. That means it's sure. cold. I love him. He's very straightforward. Plus the cinematographer is hilarious. You heard the whole Jimmy Kimmel bit that happened. The Jimmy Kimmel bit. Jimmy Kimmel had Joaquin Phoenix over for an interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, Joaquin yeah, yeah. Phoenix the was method behind acting. The scenes, behind the scenes. So they yeah, faked yeah, yeah. a behind-the-scenes thing, and Joaquin was like, I'm really embarrassed, but he played it off so well. A petition was made against Jimmy Kimmel because they were calling out the cinematographer. The cinematographer had to come out. In that same video that I tell you about, he's like, it was a joke. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> Are we all hyped for Joker 2? <laughs> if it happens. Hey, Chases. No, because <laughs> it, it ain't happening. Wasn't that his whole spiel? Like when it premiered, he's like, "Listen, for it to not happen, yeah, yeah." The uh, money, dude. Yeah, money. but money. But I love when he said against. Like, I love when he said he's like, "I don't know." I really like Joker. I know a lot of people hate Joker. I think it's still one of the better movies that came out this year. I felt uncomfortable the whole time. Thought it was the best superhero movie, quote unquote superhero movie since The Dark Knight. I enjoyed it a lot. Is it? Is it bad to say a slight Joker spoiler? That I find very funny because I, mean, I think the I whole movie is like a troll. And it, has, seen it by now. It's been out for like has already months. seen it, right? Billion so dollars. you know how the whole movie he keeps pushing it. He's like, you know, so Joker is a bad guy, but uh, he keeps like defending Joker. Joker only killed people who are bad. Okay, didn't Joker also like make up half the stuff in the movie <laughs> like the people? <laughs> So isn't everything from Joker's perspective that's meaning yeah. whoever he thought was bad is completely irrelevant? Isn't that how bad people see people who have done him wrong yep. as bad people? I'm going to just yep. leave it at that. I still think that it's going to take a lot of uh, – it's going to carry so much buzz with it. Um, I don't know anything yeah. about a sequel. I do agree with that tweet. I, a tweet took my joke before I made my follow-up video. They say if there's ever a sequel, we know it's just going to be the same plot but in Bangkok. <laughs> But yeah, I do think it'll snatch a nomination. And I hope it gets yeah, score. Movie, I hope it gets score. Movies that get score. a couple nominations tend to get Best Picture nominations. Yeah. And I think we know that it's already going to get at least acting, at probably least acting. cinematography. It might get in there for production design and score. And we're already talking, if you're talking to like four or five nominations, Best Picture is probably going to be one of those. And I feel two. like they need like Best a box film. office hit. You know, they need they always need like one that drops people. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that yeah. movie. A you know? billion, yo, the high, the first rated R to a billion. That's insane. Yeah. Joker outdid Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando, you got any more on, on that list? Yeah, a couple more. Uh, two popes. Kind of a wild card. That's, That's Zach. Don't count out two popes. Mm-hmm. Um. It's kind of it's kind of just like a delightful little movie, yeah. with a couple really great performances in it. I, I, I this is gonna be 
I don't think it's going to be a juggernaut or anything like that. But every year there is that movie that's get, that gets nominated, and you're like, wait, wait, really? Two popes mm. got nominated, and this just feels good enough and and warm enough and almost about something enough mm-hmm. that it can maybe get in there. But we've talked about how crowded this year is, mm. so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Netflix has been bring that up. busy. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, do you think Netflix they really been... want to put three Netflix movies that, in there? Thank you. Thank you so much. Go. Do you really Netflix think so? Netflix has been very busy with Irishman and yeah. Marriage Story That's yeah. that it might just punt on two popes. I think, honestly, Netflix might be the biggest yeah. threat to two popes. If it was like a focus features movie, it'd have a better oh, yeah. shot. I feel you. That said, if it is nominated, I would really like the slip up Dick Poop to be said again when mentioning <laughs> two popes. All right, so the last two, probably one biggest, like the biggest, like hope, and then the other one hasn't even screened yet, but is getting lots of hype. So I'll start with that one 1917, the one shot, yes. you know, war movie, Roger Deakins. All the hype around this one seems to say that it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm and so it's a one shot war movie. Of course, yeah. it's not. there's no way it doesn't. <laughs> I have a feeling 1917 could be my favorite of the year. <laughs> and I'm not like a big war movie guy. Yeah. I feel like no, 19, com- yeah. 1917 It combines that Birdman aesthetic yes. with like the war, war. <laughs> the war vibes that tends to get the academy going like Let me tell you this. I've been seeing best of the decade list. And I see Birdman on there. Mm-hmm. And I see Sam Mendes films on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering why they didn't wait for the last <laughs> Sam Mendes movie. Do you understand what I'm saying? I am this yeah. movie has me scared. I don't want to say I'm hyped up for it, but a if it delivers, it could be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. All time. <laughs> it's insane. Bro, sometimes this trailer comes up, it looks mad stupid well, because yeah. they cut, they're cutting I didn't. When I first saw yeah. trailer, I was like, oh, this looks okay. And then someone said, yeah. no, it's so, one shot. And I go, one shot. Oh. So all I'm thinking yeah. is, how are they getting from point A to point B without exactly. cutting? This is going to be my Chernobyl. <laughs> Like, I, I pitched you the Chernobyl thing. Zach, did I tell you about Chernobyl? This is going to be the Dunkirk I wanted is what okay. it's going to be. I really yeah. in in twenty seconds. My thoughts on Chernobyl: It's a good show. It's well made. The reason everyone loves Chernobyl is because no one's informed about Chernobyl. So we're all like, "Oh fuck, this <laughs> happened," but none of us knew about it. It's like if Chernobyl was a Holocaust show, we'd all be like, "Oh, it's it's a good Holocaust show." None of us know shit about Chernobyl, so we're like, "Oh fuck, that's crazy." But it's a, it's a, yeah, just it's a, a good, good enough show. It's still it's a good. fun way to learn about exactly. Chernobyl. It's like a history class, but it's a well done it's a fun history way class. To learn about 1917, Chernobyl. though, when you add Roger 19... Deakins with a one shot the whole time, Roger. that's come on. That is come similar. on, bro. I saw Sicario on so many lists. Sicario I also... wasn't shot <laughs> in one take. <laughs> I also love that you know we waited all these years to give Roger Deakins an award for cinematography and he finally gets one for Blade Runner 2049 yeah. and now he's coming yeah. out with the one shot little Mickey said y'all thought I was finished <laughs> no sir <laughs> he came right Roger Deakins when did Oh Brother Where Art Thou come out 2000 he practically invented have you I dare you go back and just watch the special features you're gonna be like what are they t- are they are they talking about color correcting before that became a- he invented color correcting for that movie <laughs> They said you can get nominated, I guess. I don't know who they gave it to. He invented color correcting. What winners for cinematography will use for their movies for years later, Roger Deakins had created something for that movie and get anything. Isn't that insane? 
1917, best movie of all, all time. time. <laughs> all Citizen time. Kane. Or. Fernando, you had another one? Is it Parasite? Because that's the other. Yay. This one is getting I nominated. Think, I think, yeah. After all the. It's, what, the most. The highest rated Letterboxd movie? Highest, highest grossing foreign movie, right? In America? Oh, like that. Ever? Yeah, yeah. That's who, yeah. I think they titled I don't know it the ever. best of the it's decade. Of the, of the year, though. Of the year. Okay. I don't know, I just mm-hmm. a lot of people. Oh, that's a yes. It's a yay. It's 100% yes. I hope Parasite snatches um, uh, foreign. I mm-hmm. hope it is able to be nominated for Best Picture. I will say this. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood takes it. Yeah. The whole thing. Safe. That's my thought for the last two months. I don't know if that changes once the best movie of all time I comes out. I was going to say, yeah. what, what's our prediction right now? What wins? I think Once 1917. Upon a time in Hollywood. Maybe Irishman. 1917, I think, wins. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I hope Hart's right. <laughs> I don't want it. It's not my pick to win. Oh, I, I know my pick it is. To win is but in my heart, it's my pick to win. If it won, I'd be ecstatic. But Yeah, so I, I honestly think you get it. I think this is Tarantino's movie win. You know? The, Just the like, like yeah. Scorsese. Hey, <laughs> bro, like Scorsese had Goodfellas. <laughs> Departed tattoo. Stupid. <laughs> Departed. I'm nothing against the Departed. Not even Wolf. <laughs> no, but but Oscars tend to award great filmmakers yes. for movies they made after their great mm. films. Go ahead. Uh, and Tarantino being one of the undoubtedly great mm. filmmakers we have and not having one best picture yeah. is something that people are probably going to think mm. about. And I think there's a real, uh, real good shot mm. that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, particularly because it's one of his most palatable movies, mm-hmm. too. You yes. know, he doesn't... I feel like it'd be weird for the Oscars to give the Hateful Eight in the Best Picture Award. Mm-hmm. It'd be weirder for them to give it to Django Unchained, yeah. even though that's you know a much Weir- more of a Tarantino classic. Weirdest if it's for his Star Trek movie. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that's the one that wins it? Kill Bill Three. Uh, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is is like agreeable enough. I yeah. feel like that a lot of Oscar voters would probably vote for it. Although I I wouldn't I wouldn't discount Marriage Story. Mm. Uh, hey, a, lot, I, a lot of people in the academy been through some divorces. <laughs> yeah, but like, do you think it would win? I feel it's too intimate for it to be the winner. Because I, I think of like maybe. what's been. Go ahead. I, I just feel like that's a movie that's going to really resonate with a lot of people. <sighs> I want to agree with you. I love Marriage Story. That said. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has every single bit of filmmaking in there. There is a Wilhelm screen. So you guys have ever heard about this. Like people have made compilations. No, no, no. It is shot in every sing- almost every single aspect ratio. It is shot in black and white and it is shot in color. It is shot in 70 millimeter. It has also been projected in 35 millimeter digital. He is, you know, he shows ca- there's cameos. Uh, the whole cast of the hippies are actors, kids. From Margaret yeah. Qualley to everybody, you know? It's like this man By went out and put everything into this movie. He, Quentin thinks Rick Dalton's a real guy. <laughs> he does. I think he's a real guy. He has an IMDb <laughs> for him. Like, it's ridiculous. He, he filmed so he's many commercials. He's trying to bear his Rick yes. Dalton into our memory. In a sense. so <laughs> Stupid. Yes. So I think that that wins the Academy. I think that becomes his, be- his, like, his opus, even though it may not be our favorite. I mean, I know it's Chase's I favorite, think it's Tarantino. and my favorite, but... So uh, I so far I see that as winning. Would I love it to be Marriage Story, Parasite, what nineteen seventeen best movie of the year? Uh, maybe. But what do you guys think about this whole 
argument online that Parasite can't win Best Picture. That it's, that it's not even really a contender. What's the argument? That just because it's foreign? It, yeah, probably that it's foreign. If there's um. articles being written on why somebody... If they're spending time to write an article about how Parasite can't win instead of the movies that can win, you just answered your own question. Yeah. Also, a lot of people are saying, you know... If Roma couldn't win last year with mm. all the engine behind yeah, I was gonna it, say Roma had a can bigger, Parasite win? What I would stuff. say, though, in response just to that specific point, is that Parasite isn't an entirely black and white movie set in the past about a, about like a family's maid. Mm. Like it's a really fun movie, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, Roma's great. No, don't get me wrong, but like. Parasite's a movie that I think just about anybody can yeah. enjoy. You don't have to, it's not home. It's the most American foreign movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. And Parasite much, played in yeah. theaters. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> that's true. That, that <laughs> true. Um, what was the last foreign film to win Best Picture? Has is there one? Has a foreign no. one? No. I don't know if there is picture. one. Did Life is Beautiful win no. Best Picture? I think um, maybe. I, feel like I know when acting, I can't remember if it won Best Picture. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like none. There's, that's never been a case too. That's also like, can we talk about that? If Parasite were to win, that would make it the first foreign language film to ever win. If that's what we're going off, I want to say that's right. not the case, but that would make it that. Even, even you know, currently, um, if Marriage Story or Irishman were to win, that's huge because that's Netflix's win as Best Picture. Mm-hmm. What else did we mention? What are some other ones? Does Amazon have something? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know if Amazon is one of the real contenders this year. No, yeah. Netflix? Netflix. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Little Women. Ford v. Ferrari. Universal. I mean, Joker. If Joker wins, that's going to make a lot of internet fanboys happy. That would be a, a pretty big yeah, deal as well. I would love... I, I just want it to be something wild. Yeah. The crazy thing is that I was noticing is that there's not really a movie this year that has the same effect that's like a bohemian rhapsody or green book had last year where people were like if any if either of these two wins like that's it I feel like, like every joker fits that though. i think that's joker i, mean, yeah. I think that's no, joker joker's like the closest Yo, it's joker but joker's still better than it's the joker other and two. it's jojo rabbit too it's jojo rabbit i feel mm. like a lot yeah i can kind of see that but i think joker takes the cake for the other yeah, two because yeah. what was the complaints for bohemian rhapsody and green book it's <laughs> just one good <laughs> Cool. They were bad and they were ahistorical. Dope. Jokers was people are going to die. You know, so like what? <laughs> that's true, that's true. They took one and that one went way farther. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. That would be insane. Uh, I definitely see it getting the Best Picture nomination. Mm-hmm. Whether it wins it, that that would be the best troll of all time. It would. And then the sequel gets announced the next day. That would be awesome. But I, I still say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I think that's about it for what we're going to talk about this week. Uh, I don't know if we want to leave people with some picks for the week briefly at the end of the show here. Mm-hmm. Art, do you have anything? Uh, besides the video games that I've been playing, which I highly recommend, I truly do believe that Death Stranding, the way that it's presented to you, the way that the cutscenes work, it really is a video game. It's no different than yeah. when you're watching Bandersnatch. Well, it's different in the sense that there's way more intricacies with it, but it very much is a lived-in world. He has... Guillermo del Toro's in it, you know? He's got Edgar Wright. You had said uh, Roberts is in it as well. Uh, I highly recommend that as my pick for the week because a lot of these games are becoming very, very cinematic with The Last of Us coming up uh, as well. Even the Star Wars game that's coming up, a lot yeah. of people are saying that that's going to be a big play into what the movie and other series are going to be coming uh, through. Just the fact that the Grammys, the Grammys nominated uh, William Score for the ride in Disney World. 
Wait, what? That's <laughs> there is the a nomination in for the for Galaxy's Edge. Whatever music really? you're hearing play there, that is Grammy nominated music. That's pretty tight. <laughs> That's dope. Not, I don't know the music. That's dope. Yeah, so a lot of these video games, yeah, it, it's very much seeming like you're going to have to get a, a couple of the stories from there. Uh, and hell, even, uh, what's his name said it? If you want to see any of the Avengers upcoming movies, you got to watch the Disney Plus shows. Maybe you're going to have to play the Disney Plus games. I don't know. But if there comes to one that's a, it's its own story, and I think it's very much a, a, a world you can live in, I'm going to say Death Stranding. Um, when it comes to streaming, let me pull up something else that I had because I think I was catching up on something throughout the week. But if anybody else has some other picks, go right ahead. Uh, Fernando, you got any picks for the week? Yes, I do. Since I think this will probably come out around the Thanksgiving week. Um, I know Knives Out is coming out that week weekend. Highly recommend that. And also mm. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is coming out. Both of those, I think, are excellent movies. One's super entertaining. One's going to leave you probably in tears. So if you like that, then go watch those. All right, all right. Uh, Chase, any recommendations for the people out there? I, mean, I haven't been watching anything new. So <laughs> <laughs> what were the good rides yeah, at Disney? The like, good rides, yeah. Uh, now I'll recommend because, you know, we're about the end of the last month of the 2010s, you know. So one of my favorite yeah. movies of the decade that I want people to watch is Don John. Uh, I know Don John <laughs> is a weird choice. I, I know this. a lot of people really do not like Don John. I've seen Don John three or four times now. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I just there's something about that movie that I I sincerely believe it is the most underrated movie of the entire decade. It's incredible. It's <laughs> undeniably the best all time. Yeah, like if you've ever struggled with addiction, it could be the poor, it could be anything. I don't know. It's great in that field. The editing is incredible. It's my favorite besides Before Sunrise and Before Sunset. It's my favorite romance movie ever. It's just so good. So relatable. I see a lot of myself in it. Maybe I just like it. I don't know. But Don John, if you haven't seen it, it's the one movie. You might not love it, but if you're making your top ten of the decade, probably won't make your list, but it made mine. So I want you to watch it. That's that's my pick. I don't know. I just had to come up with something off the dome. I don't know. I respect it. That's a good pick. All right, got, did you uh, find your streaming Yeah, pick? I got my theater ones. Uh, it's not actually a streaming pick. It's going to be a limited release and a wide release. If you're going wide, if there's a movie I think you should be watching with your family for Thanksgiving. Oh, this was actually something that I had in the cards. Uh, Christmas Day and Thanksgiving Day. I think you should be watching movies with your family. Go out on Thanksgiving Day. Skip the Black Friday shopping. Go to the movie theater. Uh, that's always been a tradition for us. You got Frozen 2. Yeah. You got a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, it's incredible. I've already seen Ferrari. Frozen 2. Got exclusive really? Yeah, I've seen it. It's a mess. It's the best movie of all time. <laughs> Company man. <laughs> Company man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to recommend Knives Out. I think if there is a movie you should take your whole family to see, that's a perfect mystery thriller, really? and that everyone can be involved with it. Knives Out. Would you not agree, Fernando? Yep, I agree. He agrees. Uh, so then, on top of that, if you are able to see this movie in theaters and you have very comfortable seats before it gets released on Netflix, watch one of the best of the year. I've been saying the Holy Trinity this year is Parasite, Portrait, Uncut Gems. That thing has now become a square. Marriage Story is one of the best movies of the year. It's one of the best movies of the decade. Catch it in theaters if you can and come out arguing whether you side more with one or the other, whether you see it 50-50 or 55-45. One of the literal best movies of the year, before 1917 comes out, <laughs> and then we make it a, the, the we make it five sides right there. But those are my picks. Yeah, 
I'm I'm gonna second marriage story. It's it's such a beautifully told movie, and uh, I'm very eager to see it again. I'll report back having seen it again at the Paris Theater. We'll ha- yeah, we'll have uh, the lettuce explain and everything up too. Yeah, uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Also, uh, you know, if we're just going backwards, it's, I'm gonna give everyone the advice I give. I'm giving Chase check out Greener Grass again on VOD. It's so good. There you go. He's um, seen it. He's he's got like an addiction. You were talking about Don John. This man is just whenever he can watches Greener Grass. grass which I uh, no, but uh, what I actually <laughs> what I'm actually gonna recommend people do. Uh, I, I'm I'm. Continuing with Chase's thought, you know, revisiting some of the best of the decade, uh, I've really enjoyed going back and watching Social Network again. Like that movie is just so well done, and and really, you know, I think there was this idea when the movie came out. Oh, that's not really how Mark Zuckerberg is. That's the movie has this like different agenda, and the more we kind of learn <laughs> about Facebook as a company, the more this movie feels like it's predicting the future. Mm. Uh, it's just such a every scene is so well choreographed and Fincher you know for all of his movies this might be his most immaculately constructed one I, I'm I really love this movie it's gonna probably be, end up uh, in my top three of the decade so uh, definitely, definitely recommend checking that one out again if you haven't so your seen favorite it in Fincher? What? yeah it's my favorite Fincher wow nice nice now I want to watch it. Damn it, I got a busy list. I can't be watching yes. Social Network again for yes. the fifth time. I did it. I did it. Uh, but I guess that's all for this week's show. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd, at ZShevich. That's at Z-S-H-E-V. V as in V Ferrari. I-C-H. And Ugh. check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash multiplex show. Art, where can people find more from you? You can find me on Let Me Explain or the A to Z show, either or. We have a bunch of edits over there. Uh, definitely go check out Fernando. He helped us out with the uh, first fall must watch. It goes through everything that's come out in September, October, some of our picks for November. Uh, and some of them we had covered at TIFF, but we have a whole video up there. Uh, live right now, we will also have our marriage story one, which is our pick for the week coming up over here on Let Us Explain. Um, you can find me here every week, but make sure to find these two. <laughs> Chase. Uh, you could connect with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> we could really get something <laughs> for sure. Uh, I haven't posted a YouTube video in a while, but I, I'm cooking up some shit. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. I don't know which channel it's going to be on, but I'm cooking. I'm cooking. I don't know if I want to talk about movies anymore. I want to talk about <laughs> some real some real deal shit. Got to get back into film. Some real life yeah, shit. So. Yeah, he, he literally needs to turn. I don't know if Disney's going to let him, but he yeah. needs to turn his whole. Di- he needs his own Disney Plus series about working for Disney. <laughs> It's already in the making. But they'll never greenlit it. Yeah. No, they will. For sure. Bro, just off the stuff you do in the privacy of your own apartment. <laughs> that's, it's an after-hours yeah, show. That, that's for Fernando. the Patreon. You exclusive access <laughs> to my apartment. Oh, God. Fernando, where can people find more from you? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter uh, at border <laughs> underscore logic. And then uh, writing for the ATC. logic? Yeah, border logic. <laughs> at the ATC website. Great that's theatzshow.com and yeah that's pretty much it 
All right, all right. Well, you can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on your favorite podcatcher. I like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercutpod, where you can catch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of Intercut every Friday. Please leave us a comment, like the videos, considering heading over to iTunes to give us a five-star, five-star review. And like our Facebook instagram and twitter pages all of them are intercut pod to get updates throughout the week from art from me from fernando from chase if he's going to tweet about he tweets about movies sometimes Once every three weeks. and from all of our guests here on intercut thanks again for tuning in and until next time happy holidays i guess i don't know i didn't write something for this one and that one was cute that was adorable yeah. have a good one we're thankful yeah. for have, you guys have a magical day have a magical day. <laughs>